Welcome to the Smarter MSP Podcast, helping MSPs build better businesses one discussion at a time. Welcome to our second episode of the Smarter MSP Podcast. Once again, we're your hosts, Ken Bartlett and Sophie Robinson. In our last episode, we talked about the cyber threat landscape trends to watch out for in 2021 looking forward. In today's episode, we're going to do a little deeper, deeper digging and talking to one of the biggest risks in cybersecurity today. Being realistic here, the remote workforce is the norm, at least for 2021 looking forward. Many companies, large companies like Google, Shopify, Amazon, Microsoft, have already announced that remote working is here to stay, and this trend will likely extend to SMBs. But the remote workforce essentially broadens the perimeter of an MSP's managed network. And what the remote workforce will interact with while outside the security of the managed network as well. I'd like to introduce our guest today. So to learn a little bit more about the risks and the end use that the end users pose to an organization's cybersecurity and how those MSPs can train these end users to avoid falling victims to attack, uh, we're joined today by Kevin Williams. Kevin is a well-traveled journalist who recently spoke with several cybersecurity experts about the threats posed by untrained end users. Kevin, thank you for joining us today on the Smarter MSP podcast. Glad to be here. Excellent. Um, some of the articles you've written are really sort of refreshing. They look at a different approach with regards to um, security hygiene, security posture. Many cybersecurity experts cite poor password hygiene as one major reason why end users often fall victim to cyber attacks. What password hygiene tips did you hear from these experts you spoke with that MSPs should be passing on to clients and ultimately their end users? Well, they're basic tips, but you'd be surprised how people, even people that should know better, who are, are sloppy with their passwords. Um, so if even people who know better do it, then you know people who don't know better are being sloppy. So executives, yeah. stakeholders at these companies. Yes. And I've, I've run into this surprising amount of times where somebody in a position of authority um, who you know, has a lot of proprietary information that people shouldn't access and they'll, you know, they'll resort to using their mother's maiden name or password one, two, three as a password. And that just, that's not good. And I tell you what, can this is, this surprises people, but this is part of end user training. These quizzes on social media, you know, where- They're everywhere. Yeah, I mean, I call them sort of vanity, these vanity exercises where they're fun, but what's your favorite color? What's your favorite food? What's your mother's maiden name? You know, how many years have you been married? They're fun, but they can be used. Um, it's not paranoia on my part because we have we have actual cases where this has happened, being used by hackers to uh, procure information from people. Social engineering is powerful, so you will scrape information off social media accounts and they have your password. So just be careful. I mean, that's one of the first things of, of Good cyber password hygiene is just don't put all your information out there. Um, be creative when it comes to using a password, creating a password. Yeah, it's easy to become complacent. We see it all the time. And uh, you're right, those social media uh, interactions, you can reveal a lot, especially when you aggregate multiple sources together. And we've all seen the documentaries on uh, uh, in that realm. They're, they're sort of hard to avoid nowadays. There's some scary stuff out there. Yeah, and it it can be used, uh, can and will be used against you, because who isn't? I mean, nobody. I 
I cannot remember what I had for lunch today, let alone remember some complex 15 character password. Um, it's recommended that that end users use something like Last LastPass, a service that, that stores your password. So all you have to remember is the password, your password storage service, something like that, that saves your passwords um, in a secure setting. So you don't have to remember every password to every service you use. That's important. And the added benefit, of course, is you can use much more complex and secure passwords with a service like that, not having to enter them you know, at a moment's notice, right? Yeah. Now, I mean, this is where MSPs have a, a tough job and any other security stakeholders because you do have to vectors clear that hackers may use, uh, such as keystroke logging um, malware. But you know, if you take care of that problem, then you come up with a more complex password, two-factor authentication, then you're no, then you're getting to a place where you're probably going to be okay. Yeah, we, we talk about using that layered approach in business, whether it be um, something as simple as a firewall or content filtering or endpoint antivirus. You know, none of these in, in, um, in its own right is a comprehensive solution. And so even the best antivirus isn't an effective solution against crypto lockers or ransomware because end users have ultimately have a huge component in that along with gateway filtering, et cetera. Yeah, and you just hit upon an important point. You said, you talk about this in business. The problem is what you said in the beginning, we've gone remote. Who wants to use these complicated, you know, login techniques when you're at home? No, uh, nobody. So they get, they, people are associating home with safety. Yes. You know, when you're sitting there in your pajamas logging in, there's just this sense of you're at home, you know, let down your guard. That's what you do at home. No, that's, that's creating a big problem too. Um, so you have to, not only do MSPs have to train um, their clients to be careful at work, but now work is at home. So you have to, you have a whole different mindset you have to conquer. Let's, let's share some of the stats that you've uh, touched on in some of your articles here. Um, in a recent study, there were several sort of alarming statistics about the carelessness. So hitting on the points, just uh, you know, to your point there. Um, at least 65% of people reuse passwords across multiple sites. Um, compromised passwords are responsible for 81% of hacking breaches. The average person reuses each password 14 times. And lastly, nearly half of employees only add a digit or change a character in their password when they're required to update it. In your opinion, how can MSPs use these stats to convince clients that they're educating their end users um, as a vital practice. I mean, those are pretty compelling stats, and I, you know, I'll, I'll plead guilty to have, having done one or two of them myself in the past. Um, they're they're hard to avoid, and that's what you have. That's what MSPs have to do is show. You know, it, it's not good enough to show the stats. Uh, the stats we should be showing them are dollars lost from this or that breach, fines levied because of uh, PHI being being accessed by hackers. Um, you know, show your clients how it can affect the bottom line, their reputation. The cost of doing nothing is far greater than doing something. And that's having MSPs play a role in educating end users because um, the losses can be staggering. That's a little bit of a different approach. Um, that sort of sounds like how uh, the recommended approach for handling backups as an MSP. If you're um, you know, positioning backups to a client, uh, you really don't want to be having the client guide you on what the retention and backup use cases are or tolerance for downtime. But tolerance for downtime has a massive impact on 
um, you know, what you can implement. And, the, and of course, the cost uh, can go from, you know, can grow exponentially when you're talking about that solution. So I like that approach. That's a different, uh, a different flair that many people would take, I think, when they, when they initially think about having these discussions with their customers. And so many times it's, it's the attitude of, it hasn't happened to me, you know, oh, we just, we just make widgets for French fry machine makers. You know, we're not national security or healthcare information. Nobody wants to, to hack into our system. Well, that's not true. I mean, every, every client has data. And I'm always saying in the articles that data is currency. It's the same thing as money. Data t- today to a hacker is money or better than money. Um, so if you've got data, you've got vulnerability and managers, ha- management has to care about that. And MSPs have to show management why they should care if management doesn't care. Yeah, Sophie and I have heard the expression, uh, data is a new oil. And, um, yeah. you know, absolutely, whether you're, regardless of what vertical you're in, whatever, regardless of what you're selling, you know, your company information is valuable and uh, it can be held at ransom. And, you know, certainly there's uh, potential revenue there, uh, whether it's illicit or not, right? True, yeah. And, you know, maybe that's, maybe that's the way you approach it with, um, with clients is saying, you know, would you, leave your, would you leave your vault open with a bunch of cash just there for somebody to take? Well, the answer would be, of course not. You'd, hmm. you'd secure it. Um, well, leaving data exposed is the same. We, we were talking in our preparation for this uh, podcast that, uh, you know, Sophie and I back and forth, and she had mentioned that end user awareness is not something that comes across in a lot of those typical threat vectors. Um, you know, we hear of a lot of partners who they might uh, even, you know, boast about their next gen antivirus or the best in breed email security um, or gateway security appliance, but end user awareness is not something that is a commonplace in the MSP space. Uh, you know, despite these breaches. So hopefully this sheds some light on it. Um, (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah, I agree, Ken. I really do hope that this does shed some light because it is fascinating kind of what you guys are saying around, you know, these stats, especially. And I know that I've come across a few people and a few of my my friends that are, are sick of kind of logging in um, to the authenticator and changing their password every couple of times that they're logging in. And it's, and it's like what you said earlier, you know, people want to feel comfortable, like just working from home as they would in the office. And now they can't because obviously as safe as working in the office with everybody around you. And, and it's difficult. And, and also I mentioned in the previous podcast that, you know, people, yeah, people don't recognize it. Even people that work within the industry, they ask their, they ask their, their peers, is this a, is this a phishing attack or is this a is this a spam spam email or is it something that you know to fret to me basically and um, one thing i have noticed though speaking to the partners over kind of the past couple of months especially this year in europe uh, they're a lot more inclined to kind of having a conversation around end user training i think in the netherlands uh, there's a lot more of uh, of a conversation that we're having with our partners around what we're doing for uh, end user training, which is great because we want to obviously uh, talk about it. We want to educate them on that. I mean, I don't know how it is uh, where you guys are, but it's definitely increasing um, across you know the the European countries, and we want to we want to help out. Yeah, well, I'd go ahead. Yeah, I can't. I, I, well, no, I was just going to say, I don't know what your take on it is, but it seems to me people are, it seems like it's, things are a little more lax in the United States than from when I've talked um, to MSPs in Australia and Europe. 
Well, certainly there's been some uh, fallout from some relaxed behavior in the space, no doubt. It's hard to avoid these uh, these breaches that are you know, hitting the headlines, um, even if you're not following these things closely. So, One other uh, point I wanted to throw in, though, too, it's, it's important that this isn't a one-time conversation that you're having with um, with clients, you know, because I know sometimes that sorry, but we've had this conversation, we're good. It needs to be an ongoing dialogue. Yeah. You really make people care about security. And you can't do that in a single, a single seminar, a single workshop, a single conversation. It needs to be ongoing. Yeah, absolutely. And and it's it's real life, obviously, examples of how it's how it's um impacted businesses. I think that's the that's the main thing that they they want to they want to kind of hear about and then if you keep talking about it then they kind of listen a, listen a bit more so yeah that's what that's what i think just keep talking about it obviously this is this is a good outlet for us to to speak to partners and the end users about you know looking a bit more at training and, and becoming a bit more aware i was going to say uh i think that kind of answers my next question which are you know if we can give some steps um as far as what actions do these cyber experts that you've spoken with, um, you know, do they recommend to help improve? And, you, and going back to your first, uh, you know, your answer there, Kevin, was l- let's start with the basics and let's make it a reoccurring practice. Anything to add there about what you get, what you gathered from these discussions yet? Yeah, this is going to sound non- nonsensically silly because we're, we're all immersed in tech, but that, that's part of the problem is we're all immersed in tech. So what I'm saying, what I'm hearing is that Sometimes it's just reminding, um, you know, uh, employees about password hygiene actually can do more than some fancy PowerPoint presentation because people are so bombarded by images online. Um, so sometimes that does as much as anything. But education is always um, the, the, your number one weapon. And that's pretty cheap. Education combined with software solutions, you know, such as frequent pen testing and things like that to make sure you're to sort of spotlight employees that might be especially prone being sloppy. But just reminders around somebody's workspace can go a long way. A little bit of an unconventional approach, you know, of course, as part of an overall layered uh, security vector, right? So, yeah, you have to use it all. You have to go high tech, low tech. You have to meet people where they are. Um, And that's another problem is that employees are not all they're not all the same level of tech uh, knowledge and everybody has different personalities. So you're dealing with so many different, you're dealing with all these different people and everybody requires a different approach to get the message through. But it just takes one sloppy person um, with a weak password to ruin, you know, the most elaborate cybersecurity defenses. Well, hopefully that sinks in for the listeners. Um, You know, certainly some scary stuff when you start peeling back the layers. Um, any clothing, closing uh, thoughts from uh, Sophie or Kevin? The problem is just going to get worse as long as it's working for hackers. And it is. You know, they're, they're finding weak passwords. They're finding people who fall for social engineering emails. Um, you know, phishing remains the number one threat. So as long as these things work, keep doing them. So we need to make them not work. Lots, lots of Target and Amazon gift cards, uh, you know, being bought still over the phone, unfortunately. So, um, you know, people are the are the weak layer when it comes to uh, securing our customers, securing yeah. MSPs customers. Networks. Exactly. Yeah. Well, thank you, Kevin, for joining us, and, and Sophie for for hosting as well. Um, thank you to our subscribers and our listeners for listening to this episode. In our next episode, we'll be speaking with Nate Friedman. He's the CEO of Tech Pro Marketing 
where they leverage a unique blend of outbound lead generation, search engine optimization, and website optimization to power their proven MSP lead generation engine. Nate will join us to discuss how your website might be hurting your MSP's sales efforts. Thank you again. For daily insights delivered directly to your inbox, subscribe to SmarterMSP.com.